2: Welcome
3: to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
4: Hey, good afternoon. It is us.
5: I'm wearing the wrong shirt. What do you mean? Today, after the spectacular Penns victory mm-hmm. over the hated Caps, mm. I should be wearing a Pens sweatshirt, a Penns t-shirt, something. But management was visiting today. Right. And I felt like I had to look better.
4: Well, by the time you got here, management was gone, so Which it didn't matter.
5: Which is why I feel like I chose badly this morning. No,
4: no, see, here's the deal. You went and had your hair cut today. I did. So I, I can't imagine you going to have your hair cut in a steel, or a Penn's jersey. Oh,
5: don't you worry about that, John. Well, you've done that? Listen, this is something that only women understand. you
4: got a lot of fashion rules.
5: When you – I need my own song. When I go, when any woman yeah. goes to get her haircut. Mm. We are in a common understanding amongst us. Okay, we're not there to impress each other. We're there to get ourselves looking acceptable. So, like Amy, who cuts my hair, she's not going to be thrown off if I'm wearing, you know, sweats and a pen shirt.
4: Yeah, but because you've just gotten a haircut and sort of a new do look, then don't you want to like have something nice on that you kind of shine?
5: Exactly, but sometimes you might want to stop at home first. Not that I was able to do that today, but on another day, I could have. All right. And then I feel slightly disloyal to the team.
4: No, no, you're fine. Listen, here, here is deal. you just said the hated Capitals, but I watched the game. Mm-hmm. Last night after the game, mm-hmm. there was hugging there going was
5: on. There was hugging. There was hugging between Alexander Ovechkin yes. and Sidney Crosby. Exactly. And I saw it, too.
4: So you can't say hated.
5: Wasn't that disconcerting? No,
4: no, it's fine. I liked it because it just goes how cool hockey is. Yeah, you're right. Really.
5: Hockey's so much better than the NFL. Oh, it's hockey's
4: better than just about anything. Seriously, I hate to say it, but I'm a ball player. I'm a baseball player at heart.
5: I can't believe you're saying this. I know, but
4: I love it. I just I love it. I love so much about the culture, the guys, the the ethic of it all. I mean, nobody's tweeting crazy stuff. Nobody's crying out for a new contract. And
5: And when someone needs to be taken care of, like Tom Wilson. I mean, he was taken care of last night, Mike. Yeah, Am he was. I exaggerating? <laughs> he was.
1: I'm so glad he was. He was. He was
4: taken care of. Okay, so I
5: hate fighting in hockey. Last uh, night I loved it.
4: No, I hate it. I hate not. it. You know what I hate about fighting in hockey?
5: What? Tell me, John.
4: The referees are basically mannequins.
5: It's true. It's like they, they exert no they're like doing this. superiority they're like, at all. They're
4: like wiggling like little bowls of jelly. Now personally I wouldn't want to be a ref in the middle of all that mayhem. These guys are like, you know, sticks and blades. Someone's gonna get hurt badly. But those referees, they're standing there like soft, passive. They're making a cheese sandwich, meanwhile. No, fists are flying. It's not good.
5: That's because because what's his name? What's the pen? Gunbranson? Good Branson or something like that? I can never think of I can't I think it's Good Branson. Anyway, let me tell you this. When he jumped on Wilson, it was all over. It was. I mean, he just took him down. And then the poor referee is like trying to climb on top of him and pull him off. I mean, what are you going to do at that point?
4: That's poor theater is what that is. Really, the whole thing around is poor theater. It's amazing theater. Okay, so uh, on that same sports vein as we open to uh, today's uh, Wednesday extravaganza, listen, Dick Grote is done.
5: I can't believe this is, Dick to, me, done. to me, this is terrible news.
4: Forty years he's been pit radio broadcasting. He said today he's not coming back this year. That is sad for me. The team was so bad this year, he just cannot no, witness anymore. No, no, no. The
5: team won last night. It was a big win last night.
4: It was a big it win. It was a big Boston win College. in
5: the, yeah. In fact, wait, tonight it's 9 o'clock, Syracuse, I think.
4: Mm-hmm. I think okay. it's 9
5: p.m. Can you check that for me, Mike, about yeah, what time all sudden, that game is?
4: This show used to be Christian talk. Now, all of a sudden, we're like sports talk. Listen,
5: we're just huh? real people enjoying like real you know, life, and part yes. of real life is sports.
4: Yes. No, who, who was that? Daryl Hall. <laughs>
5: That's exactly it. Yeah, but we can't can't say say what he said.
4: But you know what I mean. Some people are like that. A lot of people are like that. Well, that's too bad. Right? And they're going to have to come around. Just just some sports stuff. They're going to have to come
5: around. Anyway, Dick wrote Nine o'clock tonight. Thank you very much for that. Dick wrote the best athlete the Pittsburgh's ever produced.
4: And from Swissville.
5: You know, I forgot that.
4: Oh, please. I used to play as a kid on Dick Grote Field. I was a baseball all-star in Little League. Dick Grote would show up and throw out the first pitch. I mean, holy smokes. Other than Roberto Clemente, I was like, I can't believe that Dick Grote's here. Wow. Dick Grote is watching me play ball. And then I'd promptly strike out.
5: Right. That's all right, though. You had it in your heart. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah. So Dick Grote uh, was uh, a Pittsburgh Pirate. He was the National League MVP. Mm-hmm. He uh, went to the World Series. Yep. He also was an absolute star for Duke basketball. Yep. Yep. Um, and he played in the NBA for a very short period before yep. Branch Ritchie told him he can't be doing both things. Can you imagine? No. It's like Bo
4: Jackson. I know, Bo, don't do that.
5: Uh, and now he's been broadcasting 40 years for Pit Basketball, and I, I can't accept the fact that he's not going to be here next he's year. He's
4: 88. He's 88. I love him. Okay. Plus he owns a golf course. I mean, that's a pretty good life, isn't it? I love him. It's <laughs> a pretty good life.
5: Yeah, Dick Rowe joined us on our show, what, maybe two years ago? I think so. That was one of the greatest honors we've Mm -hmm. had. Greatest honors I've had. Do you agree?
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. I I didn't play on Dick Road Field, so
5: I bet you even were more honored than I was. It was just so terrific to talk to him. Fabulous guy. If you don't know who Dick Road is and you're from the city of Pittsburgh, take some time tonight and just go to the Wikipedia page if you just want to start at the basics, and you're going to say,
4: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah.
5: Well, congratulations on a spectacular career. Indeed. For Dick Rood. Hey, before we leave, uh, it was a big night for Evgeny Malkin last night. 1,000 points. Um, One of our favorite Pittsburgh Penguins decided to get online and offer some congratulations. Oh, okay. Should I play that now? Yeah, I was. okay. <laughs> that was the lead in, okay. so that you could congrats play it right then.
4: No, no. <laughs> start over. Start. Start at start the, beginning. <laughs> you, you the beginning. you didn't play right. <laughs> I mean, just so stop.
5: Yeah. All of a sudden, he's <laughs> like getting proprietary in <laughs> okay, there. No oh, can I have some direction, please? <laughs> please. Wait. Like, new Mike ever waited for direction? Let's
4: make some space here, and then
5: let's all have a moment of silence so that Mike can be ready and know that we're asking for the audio. Tell me when to hit play. Play.
6: Hey, G. Congrats on a thousand points. Really proud of you. Happy for you. I'm still a little mesmerized how you got so many points because in practice, you never score. It's always easy to save after save, but congrats, bud.
4: Mark uh, andre Fleury. Isn't that great? Sure is.
5: Don't we miss him? Oh my yeah, gosh, we do. do you,
4: ever? you never score. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. Bill Glaze is with us. Pastor William Glaze from Bethany Baptist Church.
5: We're going to talk about the, the unbelievable worldwide problem of sex trafficking.
7: WORD
0: Beloved, the only source of election and predestination is the love of God. And that divine love is not changeable.
8: Dr. Michael
0: Youssef Sure, we make a decision to follow Jesus. But did you know that God's decision about your salvation came before your decision?
5: make plans to join us this week on leading the way
2: tomorrow morning at 6:30 on 101.5 w o r d jen
3: had a very busy day today really busy first she dropped her kids off at daycare hi, hi. then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee
8: small latte please
3: and then she saved a few lives nurse two units so one an injured child Another, a cardiac patient, and then a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to BloodScienceFoundation.org and made a financial donation.
9: There, done.
3: You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you. And Jen.
6: Ooh, cake pops.
3: So what have you done today? to make a financial donation that saves lives visit bloodsciencefoundation.org blood science foundation giving from the heart
0: silent sound theaters presents the greatest rescue story of all time
6: who exactly is he
0: he's a miracle worker a healer a prophet this jesus is a rebel everything jesus does points to love the Original stage production is returning for one last encore season. He is alive in us, and he can live in you too. Jesus, live on
3: stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a
1: lifetime, visit a-h. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. Hi,
7: I'm Colonel Greg Gatson, retired Army colonel and former garrison commander of Fort Belvoir and proud U.S. veteran. I know from personal experience that the road to recovery can be difficult. If you've recently filed a VA disability claim and have to attend a VA claim exam, you've likely got questions. Search compensation and pension exam on VA.gov for the answers you need and the benefits you've earned. Your VA claim exam. Know what's next.
2: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs.
0: There was
4: a time not that long ago where you would say human trafficking to people, and they'd look at you like, what is that? Yeah, what are you talking about? I
0: remember
5: the very first time I heard those words. Yeah. I remember it was maybe 10 years ago, and there was an article in, I want to say it was the Atlantic, but I could be wrong about that. And it was about the uh, building of Dubai, the city, mm. from, you know, it being a desert right to its uh, glorious exactly. growth. Exactly. And how much of the building of Dubai was human trafficking. I had never heard that term. I didn't know what it meant. And I read that article. It was very long. And I remember as soon as I finished it I went back and read it again because I thought, "No, wait a minute. How can that be?" Right, so people are are lured into a different country with promises that aren't kept. And then once they get to the other country, their passports are confiscated. They're stuck. They can't do anything. And they end up in work that was nothing like what was represented to him, to them. And they've got what their future has ended.
4: Right. They are someone's property. Right. You stay here. I mean, it's shocking. The numbers worldwide, millions and millions like, of people mm-hmm. right now at this moment, as we speak, are held in human trafficking.
5: And of course, post-Super Bowl, the Robert Kraft story brought it all, perhaps even more, more into focus than it might have been before, because he just won the Super Bowl, right. and because he's a multi jillionaire and because he was, you know, paying fifty bucks or something to be sexually serviced by some girl who was less than twenty years old, right?
4: So, uh, as we talk about this, we know that our, our good friend William Glaze, who joins us from Bethany Baptist Church, anchored in Jesus, heard Monday through Friday here on Word FM at seven p.m. Uh, Pastor Glaze, welcome. Uh, this is of particular interest to you as well. Human trafficking,
10: right? And I appreciate you uh, giving me time to come on and talk about it. You know, I, I listen to uh, your program, and I've heard uh, some very compelling guests yeah. that have uh, that have been on there and. And, and, you know, just listening, you know, to guests on your show, you know, my heart has been uh, riveted, and, you know, uh, we have a counseling ministry at our church, and one of the things that we're trying to do is bring awareness to uh, this issue of human trafficking, you know, realizing that, you know, people who are, you know, in this, and especially when they come out of it, you know, that they're going to need counseling, Mm -hmm. and, and so we want to, You'll know, provide biblical counseling for them. No, right, so, oh, Bill, are you,
4: I'm sorry, Bill. Are you are you saying that people have intersected with you already at Bethany Baptist victims of human trafficking?
10: Well, we've had uh, you know uh, people come and do uh, presentations, and you know we we counsel people of all different uh, problems, and sure. you know I, I don't know if we specifically have dealt with that, but I, I do see that being on the horizon yes, as yes. coming uh, something that we're going to deal with. And, and you know when you look at human trafficking, it's it's nothing but you know a form of of slavery. You know, mm-hmm. and when you you know just just think about the comparisons between you know the old slavery and and, and present day slavery. You know, when you think about you know old slavery, you know there was legal ownership of human beings as property. Right. And, and today, you know, there's no legal ownership. You know, it's uh you know you just get people, and and as Kathy had mentioned earlier, you know you you get them you you know you take their identity away and then you know they're they're struggling you know to make it and and actually become dependent on the the people who are seeking to do them harm and so you know really it's 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 just a a form of modern day slavery and you know we think that you know here in America that you know Abraham Lincoln you know with the emancipation proclamation that he abolished slavery and and he did you know for you know people of color but there's another form of slavery that's taking place today right here in America and, and sadly, right here in the city of Pittsburgh.
4: Mm-hmm. It's shocking. I mean, when it, when it hits the news cycle, and, of course, it, if you paid attention, I'm sure it's on the news cycle almost every day. But especially, you know, as Kath said, you know, you're falling along and there's Robert Kraft, who's a multi, right. multi, multi millionaire, and uh, – I mean, goes into a massage parlor and has himself sexually serviced by a young girl held in sex slavery, which is part of the pipeline of you know human trafficking. So, so there it is. I mean, and it reaches all economic levels. Right. It's not whores. like
5: it's not like it's something that's held right. off to the side and you know secluded communities. Right. I mean, if Robert Kraft can find it, anybody can.
4: Exactly.
10: Right. You know, and the sad thing is, uh, and you know, with with all the guests that you got has had on, you probably have heard this somewhere along the line. But, you know, I heard somewhere that, you know, the United States is the biggest uh, consumers as far as, you know, this whole issue of human trafficking. Yeah, because
5: we have a pornographic culture, right? We have decades and decades of people being able to look at anything they want online. And so it shouldn't be any surprise to us that people want to do stuff in person that they've been looking at for years and they have to find somebody willing to do it with them. And there are going to be few people who are going to do that willingly.
10: Right. And, you know, and, and, and the thing is that they're doing it against their will, you know, that, you know, these people that are going to these places are finding people that, you know, it's not their will to do it, you know, that they have actually, you know, as we're talking about, been enslaved. And, and so, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, you begin to objectify people. And to me, that's, you know, that's that's the sad thing. You know, even, you know, as you talk about uh, people with a lot of money that find these places, you know they they, are, they at that point you know you can be you know the greatest owner or you can be the greatest politician or movie star but when you go in situations like that you know you really just objectify people and you know i, I think that you know when we look at the bible you know you know the bible says that you know that people are created in the image of god and so, you know, we are taking people that have been created in the image of God, and, and we are uh, causing them to do things that, that further mar the image that those individuals have. I'm into
4: that. So, uh, Pastor it, uh, Bethany Baptist, you're about to launch something. Please tell us about this.
10: Oh, we're having a uh, biblical counseling conference on human trafficking, and uh, it's going to be on March 30th, uh, 2019, from 8.30 to 330 and our kickoff speaker is going to be Mike Tomlin, the coach of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, you know, he, he is a fantastic guy, you know, dealing with, you know, this whole issue. You know, he's a part of a uh, uh, operation uh, called R, O-U-R, operation, Un- operation Underground Railroad. And these guys are a combination of uh, law enforcement and Navy SEALs. And they go undercover, you know, in, in places and, and they, you know, get these people involved in the human trafficking, they, you know, they liberate them and get them out. And then they also, you know, deal with the people who are, you know, the ones that are, you know, controlling the human trafficking problem. And so they go and deal with them, too.
0: So, you
10: know, he's been involved in this. And, you know, I like his philosophy because, you know, he says that, you know, we are taking actions opposed to making statements. And and so, you know, he has actually taken a trip to Haiti you know, where, you know, he was a part of, you know, the organization where, you know, they were dealing with human trafficking. So, you know, he really has a heart, you know, for this issue. And I think, you know, as a result, you know, he's gotten a lot of the uh, Steeler organization involved.
5: Mm -hmm. Right. And I appreciate his perspective. Let's actually do something. Right. Let's not just hear. Let's just not, you know, find out, you know, how people feel about it. Let's actually do something to stop this.
10: Right. You know, and and Kathy, that's why I think that uh, as we move ahead, that, you know, the church, I, I think for the longest time, you know, kind of turned a blind eye to it. But, you know, what I'm seeing now is that there are more organizations, you know, more Christian organizations that are getting involved uh, in this. And, and I think that, you know, when, when the church gets involved, that they bring a perspective. And, and, you know, I thank God for anybody, you know, who is involved in trying to make a difference in this area. But, you know, I thank God for the church because I think that they bring that, that perspective, that God perspective in things. You know, because if you look at a lot of people that have been caught up in, in, in trafficking, you know, one of the things that they don't have, they've lost that sense of community. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know what community looks like. And so I think that the church has to be there, you know, to first of all, you know, pray and minister to them in whatever way they can, but also you know, provide that opportunity for community so that people caught up in this can see what real community looks like, to see what real family looks like. You know, a lot of people that are involved in human trafficking, you know, they they grew up in families where they were abused and uh, they didn't have healthy families. And and so, you know, they kind of, you know, were runaways or, you know, just out there in the streets and... You know, somebody capitalized on them, and and, and so they didn't have that sense of family. And I think that this is where the church, uh, as we become more aware and become more involved, that this is where we can make a difference, you know, in people that especially want to come out of it.
4: Nice. From Bethany Baptist Church, Pastor William Glaze is with us. So, Bill, the dates for the event, March 30th, you said?
10: Yeah, March uh, thirtieth, uh, eight thirty to three thirty
4: PM. Very nice. And so, uh, of course, Mike Tomlin's going to be there, but you'll have a host of other speakers that day. What about information about uh, the, the larger pitcher and sign up as
1: well?
10: Okay. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with PAR Pittsburgh Action Against Rape. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, okay. Well, they're going to be doing the workshop all day. You know, uh, Coach Tomlin will open it up, and then PAR will you know take the rest of the day, and they'll be you know taking us in depth in in the issues of human trafficking and and really telling us you know as a church you know and and we'll be presenting that pers- how we can get involved you know how we can come and and make a difference and so you know for for more for info- more information you can visit uh, www.bethanybaptist-pgh.org or you can call 412-242
4: Very nice. Well, Pastor, thanks. Uh, It's a great initiative. It's Mm -hmm. time we move beyond the talking and uh, look at it locally as well. So uh, we'll post information about the event uh, on our Facebook page so people can uh, move forward. March 30th at Bethany Baptist Church, uh, human trafficking workshop uh, featuring uh, keynote speaker Mike Tomlin and a host of other speakers as well. Of course, Pastor Glaze will be there as well. Pastor Glaze, always a pleasure. Thank you for your ministry, sir.
10: Okay. And I thank you guys for bringing awareness to this situation.
4: Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville is everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to Winter Grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Renity, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bedliners. Offer extreme protection, tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the extreme team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006-extremetruck.net. Coming to theaters for
1: three days only. Patterns of Evidence, The Moses Controversy. The Lord said to Moses, write this in a book.
2: A new documentary follows investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney's faith-affirming journey throughout the Middle East in search of scientific evidence that Moses wrote the first books of the Bible.
1: So
9: the question is, is the Bible
1: a literal story of God acting in history? Patterns of Evidence, The Moses Controversy. In theaters March 14th, 16th, and
2: 19th only. For tickets, go to patternsofevidence.com slash Moses. This Easter, celebrate
3: the life of Christ. As you break bread with family and friends and leave the cooking to Bistro to go on the north side with simply delicious gourmet creations, sure to make your event memorable like brown sugar baked ham with pineapple sauce, maple glazed turkey with gravy, Bistro pecan sweet potato casserole, whole chocolate mousse cake, and so much more for intimate gatherings to grand events. All reasonably priced for pickup and ready to serve. Order now at bistroandcompany.com. Lowe's knows you're the type who does it right to keep. Keep your home style up to date. We do it right too by offering up to 35% off select bath faucets so you can give your bathroom a quick refresh and
2: save. Go a step further and make an even bigger impact in your bath with new flooring. Get Pergo Timbercraft Plus Wet Protect starting at just 278 a square foot.
3: For your next project, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valve through 313
0: See Store for details US only.
5: Are you a home health aide, CNA, or caregiver? At Home Senior Services is hiring professionals of all ages for all hours in all areas of Pittsburgh. Apply March 28th at the Word FM Job Fair. At Home Senior Services. Independence for seniors. Independence for you. Details at wordfm.com slash job fair.
11: Looking to save on Medicare Part D? Switching to Walgreens may help you save on your Medicare Part D prescription. Walgreens. Trusted since 1901. Talk to the pharmacist to learn more.
5: As we start 2019, we so much appreciate the support of one of our newest clients, Grove City College. So thanks to everyone at GCC. John and I and everyone here at The Ride Home are grateful for your partnership.
1: Hundreds of ministries have discovered the success of a partnership with OnePlace.com, the largest online Christian broadcast platform on the web. Here's Greg Laurie. By partnering with OnePlace, we've been able to expand our online ministry in a way that complements our current web strategy for maximized outreach and impact.
12: And Dr.
4: David Jeremiah. Many of the new listeners we reach here each day through OnePlace are now
1: faithful ministry supporters. Introduce your ministry to our audience. Visit us at OnePlaceRadio.com
8: rather cloudy tonight with a low of 46 degrees tomorrow mostly cloudy breezy and warmer with an afternoon shower high 69 For tomorrow night we'll have a couple of showers around during the evening along with a gusty thunderstorm the low 54 then for friday intervals of clouds and sunshine staying breezy high 58 degrees I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
4: PayWord FM is offering an incredible limited opportunity for new families that participate in Christian schools to purchase a full year of Christian education at quality Christian schools throughout WPA. And the offer is just going to last for a short while. We would encourage you, if you're thinking next year you're going to place your child in a a terrific Christian school, well, do it at half price. Lots of different schools are are part of this. Eden Christian Academy, Jubilee Christian School, Portersville Christian School, Trinity Christian School. Look online at wordfm.com. April Eisman joins us from Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. April, thanks for coming along today.
13: Thank you. Good afternoon.
5: April, what do you say to families who are, uh, who operate their family and understanding of Jesus and, you know, attend a church and, and really want um, to have God as part of their family focus but have never decided or thought about the validity of an actual Christian education?
13: Well, Kathy, I think that our society has changed so much, uh, even within the past five years, that a Christian education is so very important. And sure, the parents can bring their children up in the admonition of the Lord and they can teach them the scriptures and take them to church. But if you think about that, that's really only, as far as church goes, that's really only a few hours per week, whereas your child is in school seven hours a day. So we're talking about 35 hours a week, where your child, coming to a place like Jubilee, could be immersed in the Scriptures and could be saturated with with God's love, and this could permeate to every aspect of their lives. So I think it is as important. so important now, even more important
4: than it was a few years ago. Yeah, I agree. Both Kath and I, uh, April, our kids have, have spent time in Christian schools, and it's well worth the investment. What I loved is our children were in Christian schools. Uh, they were at uh, Pittsburgh Urban Christian School and at Trinity Christian School. Is that the integration of the the lesson plan and the Christian faith are together as one? So whether it is science, whether it's you know whatever it is, that Jesus is throughout that thread. And to me that was really valuable, especially, you know, at dinnertime conversations. Hey, what was it like at school today? You know, all those things were present. It, it really helped engage and embolden our family in their
1: walk.
13: Right, exactly. Exactly. A lot of people think, oh, I'm, I'm going to send them to a Christian school, and they're just going to go to a Bible class, right. and they're just going to tap on a Bible verse somewhere here or there. But that's not the way it is. It's just as you just, you, just as you explained right there. It's It permeates everything they do. For example, we're doing an all-school unit right now, China. Every single student in the school is studying China, and they're studying essential questions. For example, how do we see God's plan of redemption in China? So that that is just you know one example of
4: how we do that. Fabulous. Okay, so the half price tuition is for a new family. So a family who's never attended Jubilee Christian School in the past, they uh, they uh, look online at wordfm dot com. They see all the different schools, but I mean Jubilee. Here we are. You know, it's right over in Mount Lebanon. That's real close here into the city of Pittsburgh. Many many thousands of families are accessible to Jubilee Christian. So April uh, half price. It's a good deal for everybody, isn't it?
13: Yes, definitely. You. Um, we have two left. We had three, and one person's already taken one for next year, planning ahead here, which is great. But we still have two of those left. So definitely come to our school. Come see what it's all about. Right now you'll see a bamboo forest in one classroom. Nice. <laughs> so that would be a great time to come. Excellent. Um, but I think, yeah, Jubilee is a, a wonderful school. It's unique in many ways because of not only the biblical integration, but because it's thematic. Whereas the the teacher will have one theme throughout all the disciplines.
4: Outstanding. Okay, so take the opportunity. Take a visit to any of the Christian schools. Right now we're talking with April Eisman. She's the principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon, PA. Take a chance and uh, go visit the school yourself. See firsthand what it's like to be a child in an all-enveloping Christian environment to see God in work in the educational system, change the life that changed the heart of your child by enrolling your child in a Christian school. Half-price tuition for a limited time only. WordFM.com is the place to go. April, thanks so much. We always appreciate you being with us here to talk about the value and the quality of Christian schools. 101.5
7: WORD.
12: Coming up on Insight for Living, Chuck Swindoll poses convicting questions.
2: How much effort have you deliberately
12: put forth over the past, let's say, three months to help one other person get free? That's what the grace of God is all about. We're talking about The Grace Awakening, weekdays with Chuck Swindoll on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning
2: at 8 on 101.5 WORD.
7: Oh, wow!
3: It can't be. Oh,
7: yes, yes, yes! Oh, where have you been? If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. (laughs) I can breathe. I can breathe! Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. (laughs) Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep.
8: (sighs) That's the best night I've had in years.
7: In
3: trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better.
4: My pillows, Mike Lindell, is on a mission to help you get the best sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and he's certainly helped me. I love my pillow, as you well know. But now, Mike has gone the extra mile, nearly six thousand miles, in fact, all the way to Giza in search of the best Egyptian cotton in the world to create the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. My pillows Giza Dreams Bed Sheets. Luxuriously soft, breathable, and extremely durable. One night and you'll never want to sleep on anything else. And right now, get a special 30% off MyPillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com. And be sure to use the promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com.
1: with ChristianHeadlines.com.
6: Looking for a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6th through grade open house this Monday at 10 a.m. I'm Principal April Eisman. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and more. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At jubilecs.org.
4: Ah, yes, those seventy six trombones. I love this show. Hugh Jackman (gasps) Hugh Jackman tweeted out a little earlier today. And Broadway World seems to have confirmed that next Broadway season, Hugh Jacksman himself will be Harold Hill the Music Man on Broadway.
5: (gasps) That is so awesome! How about that, cool. Yeah.
4: The Meredith Wilson Wilson. Extravaganza. All of a sudden you're talking like Winthrop. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Shapoopy. Isn't that cool? The Star of Les Mis, uh, The Greatest Showman, Oklahoma, The Boy from Oz, Hugh Jackman back Logan. on Broadway. don't forget that. Yeah, man. So uh, you knew that was that was just a natural move forward.
5: That is so terrific. Oh,
4: yeah, that show. That's a good show. It, oh,
5: my gosh. That was how you began your acting career.
4: Pretty much so. You were Harold Hill. I was. At what age? Mm, 17. Mm-hmm.
5: Is that how you got bitten by the acting bug? Pretty much, yeah. When you were doing Trouble. Yep. <laughs> right here
4: in River City. The capital T, that rhymes with P, that stands for pool.
5: Our children's children. job. Mm-hmm.
4: So Hugh Jackman. That's the Herald Hill you want to see. Wow. Yeah.
5: Oh, my gosh. Listen, you know what that is? Hmm. Live broadcast from New York City. Oh, yeah. We have to go see that. Have to go see that. So he's doing a one-man show right now. Yeah. That's traveling the nation. Have you heard anything about it? No,
4: it's not in Pittsburgh.
5: No. How about that? It wasn't coming to Pittsburgh. The closest. It was coming here in June, or in this area in June. I want to say he was coming to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Somewhere close to here. Mike, would you go to see that? Oh, most definitely. Oh, yeah. But are you going to see it? Probably not. Uh,
4: okay. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's put it in perspective, there, Mike. Right? All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's put get it in to perspective. the heart. Of Have you it? ever
7: seen uh, Hugh Jackman sing The Music Man on? Uh, I think it was Letterman, or no? Uh, it was one of the talk shows. It was one of the talk shows. He did. Oh. He
4: did the trouble pattern. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh, He's fabulous. It was amazing. So obviously, he he's, has the script down already. Oh, of course. At least a chunk of it. And anyway. he's already working out.
5: Yes. Yeah. What he is, doesn't need what, to work out. He's, what he's is Wolverine. His he's Wolverine. His situation Jack. when it comes to working out. That, I, oh my God.
4: Some guys, you know, this is true. Some guys' bodies are just built for that kind like of mine. thing. Like mine. Right? You know? <laughs>
5: I don't think Love it's you. their body. I think it's their mind. No, 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 no,
4: no, no. You, you just see some guys. You know, genetically, they're like six six. You know, two hundred and forty. Yeah, that's pounds. true. But
5: you also Boom. need to have the mind that has that kind of drive to do that. You do. Yeah, you do. And I don't have that. Well,
4: no, no. But some guys do.
5: Well, I recognize. I'm saying he's one of them. Yeah, he is. And okay. I, I look at that and I think, how do you? I mean, he goes from playing. um... What was the movie that just came out? Um, the first Democrat who was caught up in the sex scandal with what? Jennifer Flowers? Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. What was his name? I don't know.
5: Anyway, he played him and he was kind of doughy. Right. You know, he had to look... Soft. He had yeah. to look like the average man. Right. I and mean, then some, you know, he j- had to he had to go back in and, you know... Is that the front runner? Yeah. Who? Yeah, but who's that about? Oh, uh, Gary... I mean? Gary Hart. Hart. Thank right. You. Gary yes. Hart. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. And then he went back in and started getting ready for this one-man show.
4: Right. I mean, you... Uh, a lot of that's just genes. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I think it it's is. a lot of
5: drive. Well, look. I I'm, think that's probably, I mean, that can be genetic too.
4: I mean, I've talked about this before that, you know, that my kid played little league ball with a with kid and, I, you know, and we still stay in contact with his family because they're a fabulous family. But any time that this boy, you know, at the age of nine, 10, 11 would, would get up the bat, every dad, no matter what. The conversation was going on. Every dad would stop and you turn towards the batter's box to watch this boy mm-hmm. hit the ball and then run like a deer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just f- some guys are built yep. like that. Yep. Just how it is. Yep. The elite among them.
5: Remember back to when Hugh Jackman did the opening to the Academy Awards? Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. So they just, when the Academy Awards was um, broadcast a couple weeks ago, I think it was Vox. Hostless. yeah, hostless. I think it was Vox that went back and it's been ten years since that performance. one and only time. And yeah, and they yeah, one and only time. and they went back mm-hmm. and did an analysis, kind of a dissection of how they decided what to do in that opening, yeah how they decided to produce it, who they decided to be involved. It was like a timeline of how they did it because it's known apparently as the top three ever, really as far as openings the greatest Academy openings. Awards, yeah.
4: Billy Crystal's in there as well.
5: Billy Crystal is in there. Yeah, who else? Um, I don't remember who the third one was. Yeah. Might have been Johnny Carson.
4: Uh huh. Wonder why? I mean, because you know, in the old days, those guys would just kind of stroll out on stage and right. one quip after another.
5: This one took months and months oh, of well, planning because sure. it had so many people in it, and he was doing you know a, a song for every movie, and right. one of the movies, The Reader, no one had seen, and he hadn't seen it, and nobody who was writing his jokes had seen it. <laughs> funny. That was very funny. It's
4: good. Yeah, okay, so Hugh Jackman back on Broadway next year as Harold Hill.
5: And there's going to be a part two of uh, The Greatest Showman. Really,
4: is there? Mm Mm-hmm, yes. Okay, that's okay
5: it's okay it was oh fine my oh my god!
8: don't oh, even have who this conversation oh. with me again oh how many times did
5: you see it in the theater mike
8: once probably like three times oh you did mm-hmm. not. I saw it I times.
4: five
5: times would you quite suck it up the kathy Evans? yeah what, no, what, what are you a, saying i don't even s- suck it up to kathy oh, i don't even come see on. movies and i saw it five times five
4: times in the theater can you, that's you believe a bit top. i did that yeah that's a it was little so much so no, now it's right it's worth it would you say your husband hey i'm gonna go out and see hugh jackman again just want to go see hugh no
5: I brought him and I thought, okay, this is interesting. Now, I didn't want to tell my husband that he had to love it. Mm-hmm. I looked over at the conclusion of the film. He's crying. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I love him. Oh, I love so you. It. I'm so glad I married you. It's a man <laughs> with good taste. That's right. That's good. Okay.
4: Hey, um, The Quality of Living City is, uh, is out
5: quality of living. Yeah, no, we you know, Pittsburgh we just talked about yada, the livability yeah. index yesterday. Pittsburgh was number 8.
4: Yeah, well this is the international oh. quality of living city rankings. Now the bad news is, the sad news is So
5: Pittsburgh's not number 8.
4: That no American city hits the list until 34. Oh. 34.
5: So there are 33 more Livable? What's yes. it called? Livability.
4: Uh, quality of living. Quality of right. living places. Yes. Based upon you know the usual sort of standards of cost of living, okay. beauty, employment, all those different things. Okay. Um, let me see. I, I guess that-
5: So there are 33 places in the world that are a heck of a lot better for you to live in than the United States.
4: Well, other cities, they're saying. That's all they're saying. Uh, let me start with- um, Oh, this is good. Uh, I'll go to like the seventy-fifth best city okay. to live in is Budapest. All right, and then it goes you know down the list. Dubai. Are du- we going up or down? I'm going down. Detroit. Wait, we're going is not-
5: down to one hundred.
4: No, no, I'm going down. Da- I'm going down to one. Oh, okay. Yeah.
5: I didn't know which way when you're talking. Yeah. Listen, I'm Going Mike. down to
4: one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 Detroit comes in at seventy-two. Detroit beats Budapest of all places.
5: That's what? not. That does not mean something That's- good for Budapest. No,
4: huh? Hong Kong is 71. St. Louis is 70. Miami, look, Miami's a beautiful Miami's 66. LA is 60, uh, 65. Can you imagine having to
5: live in LA? No. With all that traffic? Never. How could you ever do that?
4: Dallas is 63. It's a baby, here we are. Baby. Here we are. Okay. Pittsburgh?
5: Yeah. 59.
4: 59. 59. Followed uh, in descending order. Osaka? Okay. Rome is 56.
5: Wow. Yeah. More livable to live in Rome. I mean, but look at what you get to look at every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Pittsburgh, but can you imagine if you got to live in Rome? Okay,
4: this is painful. Philadelphia is 54. No,
5: that's not right. That's that is that's completely wrong. This is a bogus survey. This is also
4: painful. Chicago's 49. New York City But they is... don't
5: take into account crime, I guess.
4: Mm-hmm. Seattle, 46.
5: Look at how much it rains. Okay.
4: Uh, how about this? Paris, 39th. Honolulu, thirty seventh, seventh. We're back to Winthrop.
11: <laughs> Correct.
4: <laughs> a little problem there with a the th- today. What's going on there? Okay, maybe I better drink a little a little water here. Uh, anyway, uh, we, we got Paris is in the thirties. Yeah, thirty ninth. All right. Mm-hmm. How about that? We go from uh, the top ten. I'm ready. Okay. okay. What's number ten? Basel, Switzerland.
5: You know, that's a very Beautiful place.
4: I'm sure. Followed by, at number nine, Geneva, Switzerland. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm I have two friends, Clint and Martin, who are from Geneva.
5: Are they owners of a place that has more than one bedroom that we could visit them in?
4: You know, I met Clint and Martin in Portugal in my um, wandering youth. Mm -hmm. And when I came back to uh, New York City, where I was living at the time, they would fly into New York City. I'm sorry. They would fly into Chicago, buy a car, and make a counterclockwise circle around the United States. Then they would arrive in New York City some months later, knock on my door, John, John, good to see. Then they would stay for a couple of weeks. They introduced me to steak tartare, which I did not like. Uh, then they would say, John, we're leaving now. Here's your car, and they would give me this old beater car. Twice they did this, Clinton Martin. Gave me a car, which I was then responsible for, without any paperwork whatsoever. Anyway, that's all the other story.
5: Have you kept in touch with them? And do they have that extra bedroom I was asking? About? I have
4: kept in touch with them, but I have not uh, yet gone to Geneva. You didn't okay. get right.
5: the car, did
11: you?
4: Uh, I got rid of the car both times. Mm-hmm. I just I just abandoned it, actually, to the city of New York. Okay, uh, the number eight city worldwide, the best places to live Copenhagen, Denmark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frankfurt, I'm gonna be there Germany. This You're going to be in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. What? Mm hmm. We're doing live. We're doing a live broadcast. It's John and Kathy in Copenhagen. Wouldn't that be nice? I'll let you know. <laughs>
5: I'll have my people. I'll let you
4: people. know. That's a big no there. Uh, number seven is Frankfurt, Germany. Okay. Number six is Dusseldorf, Germany.
5: Would you really want to live in Germany? What What do you
4: mean? Why Why not?
5: They've had a troubled history over the last, let's say, hundred years. Well.
4: They've been pretty good on the last, you know, since the late forties.
5: I'm just saying, if you're like looking around the world, you say I'm going to settle somewhere. I don't know if I'd settle there. The
4: top two cities in the top to two the top cities. What? Uh, look, wait, uh, further down here, Uh Dusseldorf, Auckland, New Zealand is number. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Munich, Germany.
5: What's the deal with the Germans? Mm-hmm. Okay,
4: they know how to run a city. Have you ever been inside a BMW?
5: <laughs> Again, troubled history.
4: Well, what's past is past. Okay. Okay. Cut them a break.
5: Who wrote this article?
4: It's not. It's not an article. It's the quality of living rankings worldwide. I think a Germany, Which, German which includes, exactly. over, includes over how many cities here? I think there's over 200 cities. 231. And you know the, know the German worst, ones are all in the top 10. By their yeah. ranking, you know what the worst city to live in? 231?
5: Uh, Newark. Should be Philly. Baghdad. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah that yeah. makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, makes Newark
4: feel better. <laughs> the, the number two city worldwide? Zurich. Switzerland. Is well,
5: there. Switzerland has hit it big.
4: Yeah, the number one city for the tenth year running. Okay, number wait. one
5: is it in Germany?
4: It is not. Okay, but it's close to Germany.
5: It's close to Germany. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's in Austria.
4: Uh, that would be correct.
5: Oh, mm. oh, is it where the, the Duomo is?
4: Vienna. Yeah. Tenth year. Really. The number one city in the world.
5: Really to live in.
4: Yep. Vienna, Austria. I mean, I'd love to
5: visit there. I wouldn't have thought that it would be great to live in, but now perhaps I should reassess. Isn't that nice? Like I'm looking around the world to try to settle. You can vacation nice? there, Kath. It'd be nice. I like to vacation. What there. is it, Airbnb? Yeah. I wonder how international Airbnb works. I don't know. i are taking a little risk. My friend just got back from Ireland a couple weeks ago, and she did an Airbnb in Ireland. In Ireland? Yeah. She and? Worked, she said it worked. It was fine. It worked out great.
4: I'd great. love to be. Have you, wouldn't you love to go to Ireland? I would love of to course, be Of course but oh, I'd, rather, I, I'd rather go to Vienna. No, I'd be happy to go to Dublin. No, I'd, I'd rather go to Vienna.
5: No. Have well, you been to Vienna? Cuz you've already been there. No. <gasps> you weren't. Never. I am so happy that no, there's I'd a place to. you haven't been. I'd love to go there. Cuz you've been all sorts of places, Indiana. John. Okay. Just living, you know, vicariously. vicariously.
4: Right, right, right. Okay. And you got anything else?
5: Well, I have a lot of other things. What do you we got? need to take a break.
4: Wait, Mike's giving me the peace sign here which means two fingers. Two fingers coming our way, so we got some time here.
5: All right, well tell me about there's a new study that US churches aren't growing. Oh. I heard that. Oh yeah, it's
4: coming up. Where is that? Yeah. Oh, sorry, hold on. Let me just lean over. I'm gonna leave the microphone for one second. Here we go. Ready and go. I can't find it.
5: Okay, great. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh wait,
4: there it is. It's in my hand. This is rich and compelling. <laughs> yes. Welcome to one oh one point five W O R D. Okay. Uh new research from Lifeway. You know those people. How about these people who make their living? You know whether they're centered
5: doing, in uh, Nashville now. I just saw their new headquarters being well, built.
4: Who see this is this is something you might want to coach your kid in because the we just did the quality of living thing, which is you know ranking things, right? So now Lifeway is ranking things as well. New research from Lifeway's Research Exponential arm reveals troubling growth patterns in the landscape of American churches. Oh, here we go. We can't with that stuff. Mm-hmm. We know this, okay? Mm-hmm. Church attendance has declined, mm-hmm. right? The research indicates that most US churches, particularly those on the smaller side, are struggling to grow or shrinking, while the most growth among US churches is seen in congregations that already number over 250. <laughs> okay,
5: stop right there. Okay. Okay. How does that make you feel? I mean, what do you th- or what does that cause you to think?
4: Um what? Uh, it, it really doesn't bother me. Okay. The church is going to be here no matter how big it is. If the church is going to go in some decline for a while, my my, I'm, I'm sure that the church will also expand at some point. Whether it happens in five years or 20 years, the church will be with us, and it tends to do that back and forth. Right.
5: I tend to think that the fact that larger churches are growing yep. more... Tends to make me think that we are pretty consumeristic when it comes to churches. And so we're looking for places that are going to deliver the goods when it comes to programs, stuff for our kids. Or maybe you just
4: want to be part of something big. Right? Right? When you go into a small church, for a lot of people, they go into a small church, you know, a hundred people, they go, holy smokes, everybody's going to know me. It's easy to go into a mega church. Yeah, because
5: you kind of have to be personal in a small church. But you can tend to be, you can be anonymous in a big church, but you also can take advantage of a lot of programming features Mm. that little churches are just never going to be able to provide. Exactly. I feel sad about that. Why? I feel sad about it because.
4: But look at the. Wait, I feel sorry. like
5: little churches have so much to offer that it seems like, based on that research, people aren't taking advantage of or even recognizing.
4: Well, what you see now is the the rise of the mega church satellite, which has right trying sort of to overtaken, make, okay, trying
5: to make a mega church smaller. Right. right. So you know, I get that.
4: Big churches here in town; they have you know different locations around the city, right? Right.
5: But here's the 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 thing that isn't. Um, Isn't complete about the satellite model is that that little satellite is not self-sustaining. Right. As far as uh, on a financial basis, as far as a a spiritual leadership basis, it's not sustaining. So you kind of, you have a feeling that you're in a smaller church, but you're really not in a small church. You're in a giant church because this little church that you have is not, you know, is not sustaining itself.
4: But you're still in community, right? I mean, whether it's a small community or not, even though you're connected to the mothership.
5: Yeah, I'm glad for community. I For will, me, I
4: don't want to see the video thing, right? I don't want to be like 1984, right? I, I like want to see my pastor live. I like small
5: churches.
7: What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom, so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of.
12: Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for a good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the Original Mattress Factory has believed that building high-quality, two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and... Built to last.
8: Dentistry isn't what it used to be. It's really come a long way.
12: Stock
3: Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock.
8: The pain management techniques, the comfort that we can offer now, really make it a much more pleasant experience. We have a great team. They really help to put a patient at ease. Dentistry, in my opinion shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them.
3: On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the only $5 meal worthy of your appetite? Wendy's Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal. Our classic Junior Bacon Cheeseburger is now bigger. With double the fresh never-frozen beef and double the applewood smoked bacon, there's nothing junior about it except the price. Wendy's Giant Junior Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal comes with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5.
12: Get the $5 Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal at Wendy's. Giant Meal. Junior Price. participating Wendy's for a limited time. Fresh beef available in contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada.
0: Coming to
1: theaters for three days only. Patterns of Evidence The Moses Controversy. The Lord said to Moses, Write this in a book.
2: A new documentary follows investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney's faith affirming journey throughout the Middle East in search of scientific evidence that Moses wrote the first books
1: of the Bible.
9: So the question is is the Bible a literal story of God acting
1: in history? Patterns of Evidence The Moses Controversy. In theaters March 14th, 16th.
2: 16th and 19th only. For tickets, go to patternsofevidence.com/moses. My neighbors always ask me, "Hey Pete, how do you keep your yard so nice?" Pete makes it simple with a Scotts Turf Builder feeding program. It's the best way to get the yard you want all year long, guaranteed. All it takes is four easy feedings, just once in early spring, late spring, summer, and fall, providing nutrition and weed control to keep your lawn lush and green. So, now you know my secret. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up a Scott's Turf Builder program today.
5: We find ourselves invested here in the ride home with whatever the national day is. You know, so it's a national pierogi pierogi day. Day. I can't believe you first said pierogi. (laughs) (laughs) That was a special moment. (laughs) <laughs> but um, it's not national no Pro-y it's Day, not it? no, yeah. it, it's national Ken Day mm-hmm.
4: what if, so if your name is Ken no no we've no we got a good no, friend no, named no no the
5: Ken doll is what I'm talking oh, about as in Barbie oh, oh, and Ken oh, oh. is there
4: such a thing like is the Ken doll anymore
5: yes John I'm not sure about that Kath. yeah I think the there, political no, is. social landscape has no, changed is, so much I looked it up today who's playing
4: with the Ken doll well some people are I don't think so.
5: Can I just back up and give you some historical precedent? This day in 1961, John, Barbie's boyfriend appeared on the scene. Uh, I'm sad to tell you that he originally had felt hair. mm -hmm, I know Mm -hmm. that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But since 1962, he has had the same molded cut that you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, My question for you is growing up, as you did with five sisters, how many Barbies and Kens were you surrounded with?
4: We were surrounded by voluminous amounts of uh, Barbies, Mm -hmm. but Nary, (gasps) a Ken.
5: You're kidding? No, not a Ken. Ken was not there. Nope. Oh my gosh. Listen, when I was maybe in fourth grade for Christmas, I got the Barbie condo.
4: Yeah, whoa. You know,
5: and it had an elevator in it. Yeah,
4: yeah. Holy so snow.
5: prestigious. Listen, so Ken could come over and visit Barbie. Did you have a Ken? Ooh. Of course I had a Ken. Was it the felt head Ken? Nope. No. No, because
8: no,
4: no, we, we would it go was visit. molded cut Ken. Oh, because w- one time I w- went and visited somebody, they had the felt head. Uh, and they I've had- never seen that. Oh, yeah, and they took a magic marker and they made his hair uh, black, which I thought, well, look at that. A little hairstyling for Ken's Ken. blonde. No, I never had a Ken. I had a G.I. Joe, which
2: would okay, you know, Ken has nothing. do some damage on Ken. Ken has
5: nothing in common with G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm.
7: 1.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN
2: News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington.
12: The eyes to the right, 312. The nose to the left. Three hundred and eight. So the eyes have it. The eyes have it. Unlocked.
2: British Prime Minister Theresa May says Parliament will vote Thursday on whether to seek a delay to Britain's March 29th departure from the European Union. May said lawmakers are at the point where they must approve a withdrawal agreement in coming days and request a short postponement to Brexit Day or request a much longer extension from the EU to negotiate a new arrangement. Prime Minister warned that a long extension would mean Britain would have to take part in European Parliament elections in late May. A good day on Wall Street. All the arrows were up. The Dow was up by 148 points to 25,702. The Nasdaq rose 52. The S&P advanced 19. Oil up to 58.26 a barrel. This is SRN News. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare.
3: Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee.
8: Small latte, please.
3: And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units O on negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to BloodScienceFoundation.org and made a financial donation.
9: There, done.
3: You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you. And Jen.
6: Ooh, cake pops.
3: So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit BloodScienceFoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart.
7: It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids,
5: our house, a stable income.
11: Checking off all the boxes.
5: But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance.
11: We don't need to think about that now. We're young.
5: That's
7: why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get.
11: But I
3: don't have time to do a blood test. such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote
7: not with ethos ethos it's a modern kind of life insurance you just answer four quick questions at getethos.com and get a free instant quote no pushy salespeople and no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars you can apply online in just 10 minutes
0: 10 minutes let's do it
5: hmm but then what will we do for the rest of the night
0: i'm sure
1: we can think of something
3: Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E T H O S. Getethos.com. Getethos.com. Hi, I'm John Henny from Henny Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny
4: Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 Classical Christian School... Students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org.
8: Rather cloudy tonight with a low of 46 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, breezy, and warmer with an afternoon shower, high 69 For tomorrow night, we'll have a couple of showers around during the evening, along with a gusty thunderstorm, the low 54. Then for Friday, intervals of clouds and sunshine staying breezy, high 58 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
12: Happy
5: birthday to William H. Macy.
4: Oh, oh, oh.
5: (laughs) That's kind of sad.
4: That's that's rough. William H. H. Macy. He's a
5: star of Fargo, one of my favorite movies of all time. Fabulous. Not for children.
4: No, just a fabulous actor, though.
5: He said. Isn't he a terrific actor? Oh, he's
4: wonderful. Sadly,
5: the reason his birthday celebration is ironic is that his uh, wife was arrested yesterday.
4: And he, uh, him, I don't know why, by the hair of his chinny I, yeah, chin chin. Yeah, it's
5: interesting that he wasn't.
4: So yesterday, prosecutors filed charges against 33 parents accused of paying anywhere between 200,000 and 6.5 million dollars oh to have their children entered into elite universities including Yale, Georgetown, Stanford, UCLA. Also among the accused are nine college coaches who have allegedly accepted bribes in exchange for granting in all 46 people to the admissions of these elite upper tier universities. I mean, the more you talk about the I story, even get over it. the more bizarre I know. it is. I mean, it goes, you know, SAT people, mm-hmm. college coaches, like we said. They're I mean, paying it,
5: this one woman who was also indicted. I don't know how many SATs she took for students. Right. Again fal- and again. Right. Falsified her name. And then whoever was the proctor in the room was also being paid off. Yep. So falsified the approval of this person. it's mean,
4: Andrew Lelling, who was the U.S. attorney in Boston where the local FBI office exposed the bribery ring under the code name Operation Varsity Blue, told Variety, quote, these parents are a catalog of wealth and privilege. Mm -hmm. The case is about the wielding corruption of elite college admissions through the steady application of wealth combined with fraud. I mean, when you start to read about this story, it's fascinating that people think, well, yeah. I mean, I can flaunt the rules. I, I, I've got wealth. I've got privilege. I can, you know, pay my way into this.
5: So this is. These are physicians. These are attorneys. These are hedge fund managers. Corporate these CEOs. Are corporate CEOs. Actresses, fashion designers. You name it.
4: Yep, it just runs the gamut, and uh, the story is so bizarre. It's just kind of hard with all these different tendrils to wrap your head around it.
5: What, who's the woman? I can never think of her name because I never watched Full House. I don't but know. But the, the actress from Full know. House, what's her name? Lori uh, Lachlan. Okay, yeah. Lori Lachlan's daughter is a YouTube megastar. Right. Right. And ironically, after this whole scandal broke yesterday and her mother was uh, brought back from Europe and arrested, it <laughs> the, people went back and looked at one of her YouTube clips when she talked about her dad and she said in the youtube clip you know when my dad was in college he never really went to college he took the money that my grandparents were paying for him to go to school he took the money and that's how he started his fashion business so he never really went to class oh, wow my. so so this is just, you know
4: this is new news but essentially it's old news because my guess is even though this was racketeering at its you know worst this entrance of people paying large sums of money to get their children into elite uh, institutions. Okay, it's so, so here's it, my question: it's been there, There's
5: no part of the scandal that involves keeping kids in the school, right? So if you're not smart enough to get into Yale, the point is you still have to pass your classes there.
4: I don't know. I mean, well, what about the father that you know that story about? Well, I don't never know, but I mean, class. but
5: he's 55 years old, so he was in you know college 35 years ago. Right, so I don't know. I there? mean, how do you? I just – I don't know how you're going to – now, not every school is of the same tier, right? So – I mean, but they're good schools. You're talking about Georgetown. You're talking about the University of Texas. You're talking about Stanford, Yale, uh, USC. You know, So they're exclusive schools, which is why people are willing to pay. But here's the deeper question to me. What is it about us that now confers some type of elite status on a person who chooses to go to a school? It's not about what you do in your career. It's about the fact that just by going, just by being accepted to Princeton, you are a certain thing. And by not being accepted to Princeton, you aren't a certain
4: thing. Well, I think it sort of goes to – we talk about this a lot, the the idea of potential. When you are – you know, you find your way into USC – I've got a friend whose son is in the film school at USC. It's so a good the, film school. Of course it is. So the potential of that person succeeding, right, develops into the potential of an A-plus mm-hmm. career. So someone going to USC for film as opposed to someone you know going to Robert Morris for film, there's a huge gulf between someone turning okay. the key.
5: All right. But something's wrong with that. I recognize that not every school can be equal. And I'm not saying that every school should be. But I'm saying that what – in my maybe in what in my perspective you should produce once you leave school you should be trained in school sure. and then produce once you leave school and then once you've been producing in your chosen field you've been working hard you've been successful you've been learning from your mistakes you've been finding mentors all those sorts of things turn you into the type of worker the type of producer that people are interested in whether you're producing art or you're producing bread or you're producing you know you're you know, working in a bank or in a bakery, yeah, right? But, okay, uh, no, wait. But it's not about who ta- what school you went to. It's about the kind of person you became, how teachable you were and how good you are by the time you're 35 or 45 or 55 or 65. Why does it matter if you went to USC's film school or Robert Morris's film school?
4: Well, in a perfect world, what you just said applies all the way through. But you know how this is. It's not what you know. It is who you know. You know that's how it is. I mean, you know, blue-collar people. Their circle is very small. They don't know the people in the power. And I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing with
5: you and saying you're wrong. I'm saying I don't think it should be that way.
4: Just how it is. I'm not.
5: I'm. I, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish that be. It's the same. Ideas being in a country club.
4: Of course. The wealthy elite will take care of themselves because that's, that's how it business is. is done. So
5: now, what the scandal's telling us is that Ivy League schools are like country clubs. Yes. So you're paying for admission. And once you've paid for admission, you can say, oh, I go to Yale, which equals I go to the West. I'm a member of the West Green Country Club.
4: Exactly. I was reading an article even before this story but schools broke. Schools
5: were never supposed to
4: be that way. Well, look, when you look at affirmative action and things like that, or, you know, the way that s- schools have been forced to allow a percentage of lower income students with good scores into the upper echelon. Mm-hmm. And the article that I was reading was talking about, well, even though I, you know, I'm, I'm born in the inner city or I'm from a blue collar family and all of a sudden I'm admitted to Yale or Harvard. I'm still not uh, the full membership of that club because I don't have the particulars, the social capital, the wherewithal to navigate myself through that. So there's still – I'm at the A-plus school, but I'm a C-plus person at that A-plus school. Well,
5: here's the thing. In in Hillbilly Elegy, uh, J.D. Vance's book that came out a couple years ago, he said when he he got accepted to Yale, all of a sudden he became somebody. Mm -hmm. Now, it wasn't when he graduated – It wasn't because of what he learned there. It was when he got accepted. Right.
4: It's the holding the golden ticket. Right.
5: Right. Listen, there's something wrong with that. You haven't done anything yet.
4: Well, I don't have a problem with it.
5: Oh, I think it's horrible. Oh, I think it's a true I think it's a horrible way to look at education. Because it's the golden ticket, especially secondary education. It's terrible.
4: The the idea of potential that what may happen in the next four or six years. You could fail
5: out. And be a disaster. No doubt about How many that. people did you know from college who drank themselves sick, who didn't go to class, right. who were an absolute disaster? What does you getting admitted into a school mean? It shouldn't mean anything. You haven't done anything no, yet.
4: No, I mean, it really doesn't. I mean, you, the proof's in the pudding when you graduate and then you use those tools. Right.
5: It's not even when you graduate. I mean, graduating is good. It's when you get a job and you start doing something. To produce. That's when it starts to matter. Right yeah I think this is a shame I don't think what it says about us is anything good
4: it isn't and I you know you feel bad for those kids whose Who parents didn't know.
5: wouldn't that be oh my gosh awful. because
4: then you're out of school you're done you, you think those kids are going to stick around in that university I don't think oh, so it's
5: t- and a couple of those kids are sophomores or juniors right. you know and that's how they they now they know that's how they got in
4: yeah well, the good news is their parents are wealthy enough to be able to cover the sins. Right. But, so, right. but, but, that, didn't but that's they say, crazy, too. But didn't
5: they say to themselves at one point, how did I get a crew scholarship <laughs> when I've never rowed a boat?
4: Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, my kid, you know, he got a scholarship for the, the organ. Hey, you know, the organ fund. Uh, just the money was available. So if no one's playing the organ, you get an organ scholarship. I don't okay, know but that that's a means. little
5: different than saying you got a scholarship to be on the crew team you and know, you've never held an oar.
4: I guess, but he's never played an organ either. So I, I guess, you know, college is weird. Dude, well,
5: something shaky for your kid too, uh, then.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I don't want to hear John Hall implicated oh, in this scandal. Here comes
4: the FBI. Hey, take a break. Come back. A very interesting, contentious conversation will take place in a little bit. We're going to about- talk
5: about the Catholic Church in Pittsburgh. I'm not afraid to
7: 101.5 WORD.
2: Word FM has your tickets to see Big Daddy Weave in concert. And we're just itching to give them away. This itch needs special treatment. This weekend, the Word FM music spotlight shines on the greatest hits of Big Daddy Weave. And our free Music Sunday giveaway stacks of Big Daddy Weave concert tickets. Along with Big Daddy Weave CDs. Looks like we have a winner. Here are their hits. Win the tickets. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Big Daddy Weave in the spotlight on the station that plays Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekend, 101.5 WORD.
11: My dad, a hard-working, regular blue-collar guy, a Korean War vet, a Pittsburgher, a Ginzer. He married, raised a family, and gave over 20 years of his life to one company, and that company filed for bankruptcy. I watched my mom and dad struggle at a late age, and it was tough, but they made it. For almost 30 years now, I, and now Ethan, have helped all the people that God entrusted to our management. Putting together retirement blueprints. Personalized, customized solutions that help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. The way I wished it would have happened for my parents. I'm Kurt Knodek. My company, Accurate Solutions Group, would love to help you. It's never too late. It's never too early. Just call 412-515-3555. 412-515-3555 or visit asgretire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
3: Winter is a fantastic time to replace windows and doors. Energy Swings Donny Dara on the value of a winter installation. Whenever you get windows and doors in the wintertime, it is actually a very
4: warm installation. We take one window out at a time. You immediately put the new one in and then most of the time is taken by finishing around the inside and finishing around the outside and it's the same concept with the door and prices are typically the best in the winter months typically
11: it's a slower season a lot of suppliers have a lot of discounts so what we're offering right now we have an additional fifty dollars off per window and two hundred and fifty dollars off per door
4: plus for the loyal word fm listeners when you get a new entry door you get a free ring doorbell the ring doorbell has really been a big thing and we give them away free with every front entry door that we install right now take an extra
3: fifty dollars off per window when you purchase six or more and two fifty off per entry door or patio door over and above any current offers for word listeners only at energy
7: fully transparent and here to help qualities like these make the original mattress factory unique come see where and how we make our mattresses and compare our products to the mainstream brands we want to help you make an informed decision free from hassle and confusion So when you're ready to purchase your next mattress, come to the Original Mattress Factory first. Whether you buy from us or not, you'll walk away better prepared to make a smart mattress choice. Stop by one of our stores or visit OriginalMattress.com.
3: Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, at this moment, local Christian schools, colleges, and universities are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees while they last at wordfm.com tuitions.
4: Last August, the PA Grand Jury report came out that essentially unmasked and indicted the Catholic Church across the state of Pennsylvania with hundreds and hundreds of Accusations about sex crimes committed against children and adults and in many decades—terrible
5: story after another.
4: It was. Um, Kath and I took the time and we read the entire report. It was a heartbreaker, and especially, you know, as a person of faith, and if you're a person of the Catholic faith, invested in the church all these many decades in your life, of course, it broke so many people's hearts, and the, the fallout continues. Uh, people have left the church, of course, Uh, contributions have been down, there's been splinter groups, there's been letters and accusations and a lot of different things, of course, that that are necessary to sort yourself through all this. But Kevin Hayes is with us. Kevin is the the principal and founder of the Hayes Design Group, and he's part of a a group here in the city of Pittsburgh that has responded to the PA Grand Jury Report. And Kevin, we welcome you to the show.
9: Thank you very much. Good to be here. Kevin,
5: have you been a lifelong Catholic?
9: I have, yes. Mm -hmm.
5: So uh, John grew up Catholic. Um, my family was half Catholic, um, but I didn't grow up in the Catholic Church. And so John and I had uniquely different responses when we read the PA Grand Jury Report. I think for we were both similarly horrified just on just the, the injury to humanity, uh, especially just to the individual stories that we read. But for me, I was kind of looking at a group from the outside. But for John, it was like his family. Yeah. And how did you feel?
9: Uh, just um, angry, a um, uh, sense of betrayal, a yeah. uh, betrayal of a sacred trust, um, shocked, um, disheartened. Um, yeah, having grown up, I mean, I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, Catholic college. Here All in the, the way city of Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, well, I went to St. Pius tenth in Brookline, and I went to South Hills Catholic, now Seton LaSalle, and then I went on to Notre Dame for college mm. and so um
5: and any experiences you had that were bothersome to you or even abusive toward you
9: no fortunately no me too no.
4: i feel the same way so when this came out of course you heard rumors and whispers not in your own you know in your own setting but other people you go all oh, those you know there was always that but for it to see it in black and white kevin it was a slap in the face
9: oh it, it was unbelievable my wife and i uh we printed out the entire grand jury report um, and read it, and one just incredible, despicable, horrifying story after another. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, when people have shared with me since, you know, well, there were some stories in there that didn't seem to be, you know, accurate or this or that, and you say, okay, maybe, let's take 20% away. The rest are still horrible enough to really convey a sense of something terribly wrong.
4: Yes. So in, in August, as the report was announced, there was all this conversation. I'm sure uh, I mean, the heartbreak is for a lot of people. They it never went back to church. They were just so upset, so, yes. so pushed by it. But you, uh, as a part of a, a group, Catholics for Change in our church, you assembled on a September evening and tell us the story
9: from that. Yeah. So again, like we we have been talking about my response. And my reaction was similar to many, many others. And people were talking at church. And, you know, I still go to church every week. Um, And people who are going to church and other friends that I have, you know, we were reaching out to each other. What do you think? What do you think? And so we said, you know, I think it's really important for the laity, you know, the people that are not a part of the clergy or not a part of the hierarchy to step up and do something. And so we belong to St. Thomas More Parish uh, in the South Hills. And we organized a listening session, um, where 200 people came and so the, shared laity. Def- the laity organized, organized that. Okay. So that was and not a priest led effort. Okay. It was not a priest led effort. And we invited everybody that we could to come and we had over 200 people that night. Powerful, powerful experience. Uh, if I sum it up, I would say, you know, it was raw. Um, it was real. Um, and it was very, very moving and needed um, and very needed, mm. very needed. cathartic absolutely we're, and and it is something that's not happening enough i mean we we there's still a need i think for ongoing listening sessions were there clergy there there were yes we we did invite clergy to come to just listen um, and not to lead but to listen and yes they they were there
4: that's good so then you met again
9: yeah so then what we you know after that people said well, well what's next and and we said well we probably need to get together to decide what is it that we want to focus our energies on. And so we got together in November. We said to people, like, let's continue to process our feelings, our thoughts, come together. And so we met again in November. About 70 people came. And that night, we pro- did kind of a group processing exercise where we, at the end of the night, we had a consensus on five areas that we were going to focus on. And, and, and those areas were supporting abuse victims and their families. Um, it was financial transparency, increasing that, reducing mm-hmm. clericalism. Uh, in the church and increasing lay oversight in diocesan functions and then also strengthening and diversifying the clergy. Mm -hmm.
4: All those excellent endeavors. So then you got together and thought to do this, to do these five things, we need to reach out to Bishop Zubik. Now, uh, from from my perspective, whenever this happened, uh, the church was because it's the church. Of course, they're, they're slow to respond. You know, we live in a in a, a hyper active world now, and we expect at least I expect a quicker response. And, you know, and the church, for better or worse, does not hew to that sort of activity. They go about things at their own pace. But when Bishop Zubik did respond, I was disappointed because the tone of his letter to me seemed to be legalistic as though they were just covering their bases again, as though a lawyer had written the note. And I, I was hoping for some emotion, but there was none there.
9: And you're referring to the pastoral letter that was just released? Yes. No, the, I think the initial one. Initial one, yes. Oh, the initial Yeah, right after the grand jury report. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I'll try to be as fair as possible, I think that it hit everyone, including the bishops, including the clergy, um, very, very hard. Um, again, people have commented that Bishop Zubik was involved, you know, in, in the Diocese of Pittsburgh when some of these cases, but I'm, I'm not, it, I, again, uh, I'll take him at his word in saying that the or, the magnitude of this was pretty overwhelming for everybody. And sure. I think that there there has seemed to be a difficulty in knowing where you get your footing if you are the clergy and you're involved. And that's actually one of the things our group's trying to do mm-hmm. is trying to engage and have a dialogue uh, with Bishop Zubik.
4: And that's the good thing you, you have. You've, so yes. you wrote a letter. The, the group put the uh, letter together, Catholics for Change in Our Church. It was a, a well-meaning letter. Uh, you sent us a copy of this letter. We've read it. And the bishop responded.
9: He did. Uh, he, what we did was we sent it out in, in really in an effort to engage Catholics because as you mentioned earlier, I think it was you, Kathy, many people's reaction were, I'm not going to church again. Many people were, I'm going to find a different church. I mean, I I can speak personally, uh, good friends of ours, both raised Catholic, both went to Catholic grade school, both went to Catholic college. They had five children, four of them, all raised in the church, four of them went to Catholic colleges. That couple is looking at going to an Episcopalian church now. Mm -hmm. They just said enough is enough. And so in looking at that reaction, our, our hope was, let's reach out, have a letter to Bishop Zubik share it with Catholic laity, and ask them to be co-signers to the letter, right? And the, and the letter was saying there are certain things we want to see happen in those five groups, and we'd like to meet with him uh, to start an ongoing dialogue. And, and we did have that meeting Wonderful. Uh, with, with him and, uh, with, and with other representatives of the diocese.
4: And so there is a new day here, right? As you go through this painful process from August forward to now here mid-March, Bishop Zubix responded in kind, and, of course, he's had four listening sessions at different churches throughout the, the diocese here in the city of Pittsburgh. But when he responded to you and for Catholics for Change in our church, it was a good thing.
9: It was. Yeah, we, we met. Um, you know, it was a very respectful dialogue. Um, the people from CCOC, which is the Acronyms for Catholics for Change in our church, um, you know, just spoke from the heart mm. and spoke from their own experience. And, um, and shared, you know, some of their own concerns uh, with what's going on in the church and, and some of the changes they felt were needed. Bishop that listened, um, the, the, the other representatives of the diocese that were there listened. Um, we agreed on the goal of revitalizing the church and, and also on the need to do that. Um, there, there were, I mean, it wasn't all, you know, rosy colored glasses. I mean, there were some disagreements. Sure. They were shared. But, you know, what we strove to do and I think we achieved was let's start a respectful dialogue and see where that can go.
4: One of the things that you've talked about, which uh, I think is necessary, but probably the the church hierarchy is not so interested in hearing this, is the the clericalism that has been part of
9: the Catholic
5: Church since it's founding. Can you define that for people who are listening and they think, I've never heard that term?
9: Sure. And and I would say that within Catholic circles, there's a lot of different definitions. The one I'll share uh, with the listeners is it's a system in which the priest class So the clergy, the priests, the bishops, the cardinals, and the pope are really treated as being better or more special or closer to God than the rest of the people who belong to the church. And what that has done, uh, at least in the American Catholic Church, really across the world, is created a situation where people look up to and defer uh, to the priests in many, many matters, both physical, emotional, and spiritual.
4: Which, in many ways, is this is the sex abuse scandal happened because of that, right because but, the priest knows best right,
5: but who's conferring this authority? Is that a problem you're saying with the with the well, clerics themselves or with the laity or
9: it's the tradition well i I think it's a great point, kathy, and what I'll share with you is I think in c c o c as we've processed and talked, is there's a mutuality in that conference the the priestly class certainly pulls some of the authority and and control to themselves, but it doesn't exist without the laity agreeing Mm. to give them that authority. And I think one of the things that CCOC is trying to do right now is to help Catholics find their own voice and, and, and find their own sense of what kind of church do we want it to be because we all believe as Catholics that through baptism, you know, we are all a priestly class, Mm-hmm. and that we are all called to be a member of mm-hmm. a church right. and, and, and collaborate in making the church of Christ on earth what it needs to be.
4: And so this hierarchy should not exist.
9: Yeah, that, well, that's, I mean, I'm not sure we have enough time to delve into that too much, but, <laughs> uh, but, um, I, but no, I think that certainly what this, again, horrible, horrible, report in the sense of what's revealed in the report is showing. And again, I think one thing I want to convey is for many people in Pittsburgh, I think throughout the state of Pennsylvania, you know, there was a huge sex abuse scandal in Boston, 2002. I think we all across the United States, across the world felt, well, there must be something unique in Boston to make that happen. This grandeur report pulls the mask off that and Mm -hmm. it makes you realize This has happened everywhere. right? Right.
4: And it's not just Catholics. It's not just Mm -hmm. Catholics. right? I mean, where people gather and there is someone who is lifted above the fray as special or extra holy and wields that power, it creates trouble.
5: Look at the report on the Southern Baptist Church. That takes away any uh, validity to the point that it's priestly celibacy that's the problem. Right. Because that's not the issue in the Southern Baptist Church. And a lot of the same things were going on.
9: No, I think that it's important although it was grounded in sexual acts it's an abuse of power Power. very much so yeah and and that's that is the issue that needs to be confronted acknowledged and then again through prayer and hard work try to make a difference
5: kevin talk to our listeners uh, who are um maybe art catholic and are listening to you and saying so after knowing all of that why would you stay
9: great question um because it's my church, too. And that's one of the reasons we consciously chose the name, you know, Catholics for Change in our church. Um, it belongs to all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it's been my faith walk in the Catholic church. And it means a tremendous amount to me. Um, and uh, my faith as a Catholic means a lot to me um, in terms of For me, the sacraments, the prayers of the church are really the church I want to belong to. Mm -hmm. Um, And like the saints of the church, all of those traditions, you know, mean a lot to me um, and help me, you know, develop my relationship to Christ. At
5: any point, did you feel like that was stolen from you?
9: No, no. Fortunately, I think really, I mean, I, 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 like many others, had to really ground myself in prayer particularly contemplative prayer, mm-hmm. just putting myself in God's presence and asking God for the wisdom and the guidance. Um, but no, actually, if anything, it's probably increased my faith um, because it has drawn me closer to God. But I do. My, I mean, my heart breaks for people who, through the church, they felt the relationship to Christ was through that. Mm-hmm. And when the church – they felt betrayed by the church – the relationship to Christ has really been shaken. Right. Um, and that's, and and it's caused a lot of emotional and spiritual distance. That's the greatest, that's the greatest sin of the
4: whole thing. Yes. Yeah. And, and so here we're in some ways we're in a perfect storm because of course the, the church, whether it's, you know, here locally, the Catholic church in, in any church has shrunk. The church has been closing buildings. The diocese have been shifting things around. And now because other Catholics think, well, I'm not going to show up anymore. I'm sure, you know, tithing and donations are down all those things are at the heart of the church and so the outreach and the, the black eye that's been given is really going to harm the church in some ways it, maybe in the short run perhaps in the long run but there'll be a reconfiguring because of course Christ will always reign
9: correct right and you know for myself one one of my spiritual you know fallbacks is that you know God hasn't changed at all through all of this he remains the same um, and I think that is something I hold on to. Um, but without a doubt, in my opinion, again, having grown up a Catholic, I'm 58. The American Catholic Church, as we know it, will never be the same. Mm.
4: For better or worse.
9: For better or worse. And I think what CCOC is trying to do is for the make it for the better. Nice.
4: So, Kevin, if people are interested in CCOC and they think, "Oh, this is for me. I want to be part of this," what about contact information?
9: Sure. So right now we're you know kind of a, a nascent. Group, so we don't have a website and we're working on that. But people listening can become a part of CCOC or at least follow what we're doing by sending an email to CCOC with hope at gmail.com. All one word CCOC with WITH hope HOPE at gmail.com, and then we'll get them connected.
4: Very nice. Well, Kevin, God bless you. For all those men and women, all those families who continue to be part of the church, to live a Christ-like life, thanks for being with us to get this word out and for your, for your work.
9: Thank you, and, and, and thank mm-hmm. you for the opportunity of being with you and, and sharing with your listeners uh, what's going on.
4: Our pleasure. Kevin Hayes, he joins us from Catholics for Change in Our Church, CCOC. We'll post information about that and that email address on our Facebook page. Take a break, come back, stick around. We've got lots more to go. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM.
7: With a moo-moo here and a moo-moo there, here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Spring House. And I'm Donnie, one of the 11 cousins growing up on the Spring House farm. Hey, Mommy, what's coming up at the Spring House? I'm glad you asked, buddy. We're celebrating the entrance of spring with our spring ham and turkey dinner this Sunday. Are we having that yummy smoked ham that Bill smokes in the smokehouse with real hickory wood? Yep. An old fashioned roast turkey and homemade stuffing, real mashed potatoes and turkey gravy, sweet potato pie, and all kinds of goodies. And what's for dessert? My favorite part. Just like an old fashioned church supper, we'll have coconut cream pie bars and all kinds of yummy family recipe cakes, too. Am I making you hungry, bud? Yes. Can I have some now? Nope. We'll have to wait for this Sunday, starting at noon and going all day. Tell our friends where to find us, hun. Check us out at springhousemarket.com or 724-228-3339.
12: Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes are overweight or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. My
5: oldest daughter is a student at Grove City College, and last week was spring break. And so last night was the...
4: transportation up exactly the packing
5: right and the the, and the moving north and uh getting established back in the dorm and you know my daughter and i and my husband were talking on the way up two seventy nine and 79 north and she was saying what a good time she'd had over spring break and how you know it was really fun to be at home and she's kind of you know thinking about like wow i have to go back and get re in classes and i have to like start working really hard again and, you know i have to get up early you know all those sorts of things and, uh, and she said, you know, I, I, vacation is so open and free and the, the structure of getting back in school is such a shock. And then she said, but I remembered the very first day I was a freshman at Grove City um, that Paul McNulty, who's the president up there, said to the student body, your vocation for these four years in your life is to be a student your job is to learn. And she said, whenever I get discouraged about things or I get overwhelmed with things, I think, wait a minute. No, no, it's not too much. It's just the fact that this is my vocation right now is to be a student. My job is to learn.
4: And that's exactly what happens at Grove City College. Learning at its highest level. Look online at gcc.edu.
8: Rather cloudy tonight with a low of 46 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, breezy, and warmer with an afternoon shower, high 69. For tomorrow night, we'll have a couple of showers around during the evening, along with a gusty thunderstorm, the low 54. Then for Friday, intervals of clouds and sunshine staying breezy, high 58 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM.
4: So despite all the the bad news, right, if you're following along at home and you think, oh, the church this, the church that, there's also a lot of excellent news, especially worldwide. Authorities in Vladivostok, the largest city in far eastern Russia, are planning to erect a gigantic statue of Jesus Christ on a site once designated for a monument of Vladimir Lenin.
5: <laughs> oh, isn't that Beautiful,
4: the statue, which has not yet been approved by the Russian Orthodox Church, is to be 125 feet high, the same height as the Church Redeemer Monument in Rio de Janeiro, mm. according to blueprints made public by Vostok Posad, a Russian Orthodox Christian center. The statue will stand on top of a hill looking east over the Pacific Ocean. Soviet authorities issued orders for the construction of a 98-foot high bronze statue of Lenin at the site in 1972. Another statue of Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin was planned to be built on a neighboring hill. But construction hitches meant the plans were repeatedly postponed before eventually being scrapped altogether in 1990. Supporters of the Jesus statue are enthusiastic, despite the lack of details about the project. Descriptions of the statue as a symbol of the unity of the Russian people that would bless ships leaving and arriving Mm -hmm. in the port were later deleted from the Vostok Puzhad's website for reasons that remain unclear. And uh, apparently, though, they're moving forward, which is great news.
5: Nations will rise and fall. Yes. Right?
4: Yes. I Churches mean, will rise and fall. But the reign of Jesus Christ yep. will endure forever. Yep. Amen to that.
5: Yeah. Uh, princes rise, uh, God laughs.
4: Yeah. Amen to that.
5: I mean, boy, it's hard not to fear our leaders, especially when they're bad ones. Yes. But well, over time, the right one's out.
12: Here's Dr. Charles Stanley. I want to make it very clear what the Word of God says specifically about how the believer is to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about a relationship to Him that affects everything we do every single day of our life. Hear the series, Living in the Power of the Holy Spirit, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley.
2: Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD.
4: Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville is everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to Winter Grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere and spray on bullet bedliners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man call the extreme team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net 412-257-1006 extremetruck.net
2: when you give the food to
3: the poor you save lives when you give the food to the poor
12: you bring miracles
6: When you pray for your children, what do you pray for them? She prays that God help her to give them at least one more day of food. So it's a daily prayer. I pray every day to have God in my heart. And I pray that my daughters are able to go to school.
3: Let God bring a miracle through you. Food for a year, water for life. To save a family who's been praying for a miracle. Just $27 a month for the next year provides a family of four with food for a year and water for life. By dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword hope or give online at wordfm.com. This Easter, celebrate the life of Christ as you break bread with family and friends and leave the cooking to Bistro to go on the north side with simply delicious gourmet creations sure to make your event memorable. Like brown sugar baked ham with pineapple sauce, maple glazed turkey with gravy, Bistro pecan sweet potato casserole, whole chocolate mousse cake and so much more for intimate gatherings to grand events. All
4: reasonably priced for pickup and ready to serve. Order now at Bistro company.com Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40 year legacy of producing college bound lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom knowledge and a compassion for others at the airport areas only K through 12 classical Christian school students grow to love learning think deeply and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation Robinson Township Christian School now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org.
0: Hi, I'm Mike Ditchin. On the field, they called me Iron Mike. But some days, even Iron Mike can feel a little rusty. So I turned to Blue Emu. Blue Emu's non-greasy, deep penetrating formula gets down deep for big-time comfort. And more importantly, it doesn't leave me smelling like a locker room. Now, do you excuse me? I have some yelling to do. <laughs> you hit like old men. Blue Emu. It works
4: fast and you won't think. It's like a little salsa dance, right?
5: Oh, no. oh, ba, 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 I wish ba, ba, all of you listeners could see what's happening right now in the studio. Yesterday in the Atlantic, Chee. Derek Thompson <laughs> <laughs> released an article about work-ism,
4: which
5: is a term I think that... Uh, he coined workism workism and he says it's making americans miserable so mm, mm. um boy, this was really thought-provoking and, and it's, it's a long piece but let me start out by saying this john yep. by some counts he writes americans work much less than they used to the average work year has shrunk by more than 200 hours nice. but those figures don't tell the whole story rich college educated people especially men work more than they did decades ago so
4: they can get their kids in college they,
5: right, they have to come up with some <laughs> scheme with some guy and some tennis coach they are reared from their teenage years to make their passion their career mm. and if they don't have a calling told not to yield until they find one yeah. the economists of the early 20th century did not foresee that work might evolve from a means of material production get this to a means of identity production they failed to anticipate that for the poor and middle class, work would remain a necessity. But for the college-educated elite, it would morph into a kind of religion, promising identity, transcendence, and community. Call it workism. Mm-hmm. He I goes on that. to say – I want to get your, your uh, read on this in just a minute, but I want to bring uh, this important part in first. He says, the decline of traditional faith in America has coincided with an explosion of new atheisms. Some people worship beauty, some people worship political identities, and other worships their children. But everybody worships something. And workism is among the most potent of the new religions competing for congregants.
4: Weird. Okay, so we live in this age now where there's been this rise of conversation about socialism, right? Where people want to lay down their workism. So we have two okay. competing narratives here.
5: Yeah, we do.
4: Right? Now, yeah. you know this. You ever meet somebody or you go to a party and the first question a lot of people ask, a lot of guys ask. What do you do? Yeah, what do you do for a living? Because well, the last two questions, what do you do for a living or where do you live? Because if I know what you do for a living and I know your neighborhood, your zip code tells me a lot about you as well. So it, it's a neat little way to sort of tie a bow, put somebody in a box. Yeah. But especially, what do you do for a living?
5: What do you think about the identity portion of this?
4: Yeah, I agree with it 100%. I mean, I buy into it, right? I Uh, buy into it. Yeah. Um, But uh, to be honest, when people ask me what I do for a living, this is just me, I often get embarrassed.
3: Mm -hmm.
5: Because
4: it's kind of hard to... Because it's
5: a weird job. Uh, Public jobs are weird jobs to talk about.
4: Right. I prefer not to have that conversation. Right, me too. But a lot of people, you know, especially if you're you know a ceo or whatever that's a point of pride mm-hmm. for a lot of people right so i wonder if you know if you're you know just a regular joe if you you know a truck driver greg i know you're out there buddy you know you're a mechanic or whatever does that somehow you feel less than
5: i don't think that's what no i don't think that's what the article's saying i think what it's saying is the people who are most susceptible to workism are people who are college-educated. Right. That they're the ones that, that they are, hang
4: all their hopes and dreams right, on that title.
5: Right. That they are gripped by this desire to be something, to achieve something in career, and that is the paramount goal. So family would come in second to that. Hobby would come in second to that you know, whatever it is would come in second to this all important thing of what you do in your career. Right? Okay. Um, I have to, you know, this is talking for the most part, at least up to this point in the article about rich educated men. Now for me, I am an educated woman, but I'm the only woman who in our department. Right. Right. And so I, I tend, I've always tended to have careers or work in places that are mostly men. And I find myself doing this all the time. Really? Yes.
4: The workism thing.
5: It's just and you're the same way. <laughs> I hate to point a finger at you. Oh, but how oh, often is it ten thirty at night and you're booking guests for the show?
4: Well yeah, but I do it because I need to be prepared.
5: Right. It's a necessity. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: But I also love it. Right? I mean, right
5: and it's not I'm not saying that there's something wrong with loving it. Or loving whatever job you have. But there's a fine line between loving something and getting your identity from something. It's hard to know when you've passed over from one to the other.
4: Well, I mean, like for us, every day we're making the donuts. And if we don't do certain things, it, then right. the donuts don't get made. So uh, if I'm up at, at 1030 at night and I'm booking things and you see our calendar light up, which we share. And every time, we, you know, someone's on the, with us, our calendar jiggles. And so all three of us or all four of us see the same thing. That's just that's just the nature of the it's job. The na-
5: it's the nature of the job. I got to
4: work. Right. You got to work ethic. Right. Right. I mean, I'm not going to show up. It, it, people. Some people think, oh, it's five to four. You guys just sit down and, you know, have a conversation. There's a lot of work that goes into the work.
5: Okay. Listen to this. In 1980, the highest-earning men actually worked fewer hours per week than middle-class and low-income men, according to a survey by the Minneapolis Fed. Okay? So if you look back to 1980, the highest-earning men were – Playing golf
4: right? Well, or yeah. they,
5: you know, it, you know, the madman thing, Well, right? you hear
4: about, you know, the two martini lunch or right. the three martini. How yes. could you have three martini? How could you have any alcohol? And
5: go back to work. Right. Right.
4: But that was sort of the, the ethos.
5: But that's changed. By 2005, the richest 10% of married men had the longest average work weeks. In that same time, college educated men reduced their leisure time more than any other group. Today, it is fair to say that elite American men have transformed themselves into the world's premier workaholics, Hmm. toiling longer hours than both poorer men in the U.S. and rich men in similarly rich other countries. Oh,
4: that's really interesting. Look, I don't know about most people, but I believe that you are successful in your life when, by the grace of God and your due diligence, you find something that you're passionate about. Right. And you give it your all every day.
5: Whether that brings you a lot of material success or not.
4: Right. I mean, that's the key, right? Right. I mean, I feel bad for people who just, if you're chasing that buck 24-7. And
5: that's what they're talking about here. They're saying they're talking about the richest subset of American men. And they're saying the thing they ha- all have in common is they have transformed themselves into the world's premier workaholics. Mm-hmm. So I was driving with a friend of mine a couple of years ago through a ver- a plan of very, very large homes in the northern reaches of the uh, county of Allegheny. And as we were driving around, I was saying that I cannot believe there are this many enormous homes. Yeah. And the interesting thing was it was in the evening. It was like maybe seven o'clock at night. There wasn't a single person outside. Nobody. Nobody. It was summertime. There was nobody outside. And I said something to my friend I was riding with about this. I said, Isn't this funny? We have these enormous homes and there's nobody outside. And my friend said, Oh, well, that's because the skill set that allowed that person to make that much money is not the skill set that allows them to enjoy it.
4: Really? Really? Well, that's the shame because if you make it, you want to enjoy it. Don't you want to travel? Don't there you want to hang out in the backyard? One
5: person outside. Hmm.
4: Well, you go through some neighborhoods, people are out sitting on their stoop. Right, so maybe having a it's drink.
5: so maybe it's better not to be a workaholic, maybe it's better to make $50,000 a year than $5 million a year if there's never any time that you can enjoy your family, or anything but your work?
4: I don't know. We live in a society now where money is valued above all things. All you got to do is look at that college admission scandal and think those people with millions were willing to sacrifice. Now look at them. They're going to go to jail. Their reputations are ruined because they wanted to make sure that their kids were on the right track so that their kids could make as much money as them. I don't know. It's kind of a weird situation. It's a sad statement. It is. Okay. Well, we don't want to end on a sad statement, so we're going to come back with a happy statement. All right? Stick around. Thank you.
6: For a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview, look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6th grade open house this Monday at 10 a.m. I'm Principal April Eisman. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and more. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At JubileeCS.org.
3: World Vision presents Big Daddy Weave's Alive Tour. Join Big Daddy Weave in concert as we celebrate coming to life in Christ. The Alive Tour with Big Daddy Weave. Details at BigDaddyWeave.com. Big Daddy Weave, live at Geneva College, Metheny Fieldhouse, March 22nd. Tickets and info at TransparentProductions.com.
11: TransparentProductions.com. Looking to save on Medicare Part D? Switching to Walgreens may help you save on your Medicare Part D prescription. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Talk to the pharmacist to learn more.
5: Continuing to wish you, John, and you, Mike, a happy Ken Day. And I'm talking about the Ken doll, people.
4: Ken, the Ken doll. Mm-hmm. Do they still sell the Ken doll? I don't think the they do. I'd be surprised. I really they do. They sell
5: be... the Kendall. I just saw the Kendall. Where
4: where'd you see it? Target. On Amazon? Target. Oh, oh, Target. Sure. What size is the Kendall?
5: I mean, he's a good, you know, 10 inches. Oh,
4: okay.
5: I Go think ahead. so. Really? Now, and we talked about this um, because on this day in history, 1961, Barbie's boyfriend appeared on the scene. He originally, as I said earlier in today's show, had felt hair. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a good look for anyone. No, it's
4: a, you'd be surprised. It is a good look. I'm surprised they went to they, the reason they left the felt behind and they went to the molded plastic because I'm sure it was cheaper. But the felt thing was good because he had like a little fuzzy head. Didn't really. It was kind of like a you know a crew cut. I, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. Oh, there, there's the Ken. I'm looking it up on Amazon. Yeah, he
5: is. See there, look there, and he has many different outfits. I mean, he, he can sure even does. You can buy clothes for Ken and you know the whole thing because I'm know,
4: surprised that they would sell Ken because Barbie you know, needs a companion. Because, you know, we live in this weird sexual thing now where, you know, you're not supposed to be playing with dolls or Not you know, everybody lives or, in that world. Well, a lot of people do. Well, not. Well, I, I th- think
5: actually a lot more people don't live in that world. I like
4: this one. In this one, I'm looking at Ken's got, oh, he's got an ascot. Nice. So,
5: anybody, that's, that's, hey, that's the rich Ken that we all hate.
4: Who's wearing an ascot? Well, Ken, Ken is.
5: is. Okay, so here's my question. Do you know Ken's last name?
4: Um, <laughs> I think I do, as a matter of fact. What is it? uh, Carson.
5: How could you possibly know that? Why is he so good at these games? Mike? I think what? I, How do you know that? Well,
4: here's the weird thing. I, again, the five sister thing, right? That I believe someone in my family at some point said, Oh, it's Ken Carson. And okay. just kind of stuck. Do you with know me. Barbie's last name? Mm, no, I don't. I, I'll take a step. Barbie Andrews. Roberts. Okay, sorry.
5: Did you know that she had three sisters? No,
4: mm-hmm. I did not know. She
5: did, John.
4: Well, I, I, she had a little – a little. she had a friend that was also – you could buy her, right?
5: Well, I don't remember. She had a friend. Mm-hmm. She had several – I mean, there were so many Barbies. It was hard to know who was a friend and who was just Barbie and another with another hairdo. Okay,
4: this is a particularly blue-collar thing. Yeah. But there was Barbie, mm-hmm. and then there were all the – Barbie wannabes.
5: Oh, the knockoffs.
4: Right, Right. which we had a lot of knockoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a box. Oh, sure. Did you have a box? Oh, right. We had a box of Barbies. definitely
5: had a box. My
4: favorite Barbie by far, Mm -hmm. the hair grow Barbie.
5: Oh, Mm -hmm. right.
4: Oh, my gosh. Right? You press that button, I think it was on her back or something, and all that hair would come flying out of there. Here's
5: my favorite Barbie, Mm the head.
4: Oh, the makeup head.
5: Oh, did I love Yeah, the Barbie... Because it wasn't just the makeup head You could do her hair too Mm -hmm. So it was just For those of you who aren't familiar This is a truly disturbing Nightmare inducing thing But it was like a pink tray Mm -hmm. Maybe 12 inches A 12 inch oval And coming out of the tray Was like a thick neck And on top of it Was an enormous like life size Barbie head
4: Right And you
5: could do her makeup or her hair
4: Right It was sort of like the prelude to a Vincent Price movie It was very very weird Very weird There's Ken There's Ken in his beach thing Look at that hair
5: Maybe he would have been better off with felt.
4: I think so. Anyway, uh, happy. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications.